Hello, hello, and welcome to School Leader Soundbites, the go-to place for K-12 leaders looking to enhance their school communication strategies. I'm your host, Veronica Sofer, here to guide you through another insightful episode. If you were a previous listener to Saturday Soundbites, you know that we have transitioned to School Leader Soundbites, and we're going to be hyper-focused on school communications, all the strategies, marketing, branding, PR, strategic planning, all of those great things that make our jobs so much fun. So, so glad you are here at School Leader Soundbites. We're going to have a great episode. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into the art of crafting effective school communication plans, a vital tool in fostering positive and collaborative school environments. Most of us have done several of them. We know that they can be really long, they can be short, they can be intense, they can be a sprint to the finish line, but we're going to really discuss the nuts and bolts of an effective school communications plan. So let's go ahead and get started here with the importance of effective communication. We know that you know we're in a fast-paced world. We need clear and concise communication. It's so important now more than ever. We are living in a hypersensitive world where everything is just happening at a speed that we can't keep up with sometimes. And, and that's part of this digital uh, community that we're in now. You know, before, when I first started in school communications, we were actually sending fax faxes, guys, on a fax machine to the campuses so that a secretary or one of our front office staff could run those off two to a page cut them and then put them in the folders that went home this afternoon. So for those of you who've been at this for a little bit, I know I'm 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 actually dating myself here, but it doesn't work like that anymore. We've got to be able to send out those communications to parents quickly into our community in a way that everyone's going to be able to to get our messages. So, just a little bit of background as I was thinking through the importance of effective communication plans. You know, one of the things we really look at is data. And so the National School PR Association put out um, some great information. If you're not a member, I highly recommend you join. They did a recent study. Effective communication by school leaders is directly tied to higher student achievement levels and increased trust among parents. So in other words, if we're effectively communicating our campuses, our principals, our school administrators to parents and to the community, our students are going to be able to achieve um, and, and be really successful. So there is a direct correlation on how well we communicate what's happening in our schools to student achievement. So we want to keep that in mind. That's the why behind it, right? You know, many times um, I've worked with campuses who were struggling in some areas. And one of the things that we did was not only communicate to parents what that campus was doing, but we also communicated to the community. And we reached out to our chambers of commerce, to our community groups, to all of our groups that are volunteering and let them know where we were experiencing a, a deficit. And so in one of my districts, they developed in partnership with some of our faith-based partners, a literacy program. And so we had volunteers from different churches and different religious organizations throughout our community come adopt, it, adopt that campus and read to students. And we were able to track that data over the course of the next two or three years. And it was incredibly successful. And our goal was to make sure that third graders were reading on level by the time they got into that those formative years where they're taking those assessments. So Effective communications can make a huge difference, and we've got to make sure that we've, we're paying attention to what those campus needs are and what's important for one campus or one feeder pattern isn't necessarily important for the other. So we've got to make sure that we can differentiate how our communications is going to flow. It's just so important to the work that we're doing, right?
So let's think about a school communications plan. Well, the first thing we need to do, first and foremost, is we've got to have a set clear, achievable goal for our communication plan or goals. And a lot of times those need to be directly tied into the district strategic plan. We need to make sure that we've defined the purpose of the communication plan, that we've identified who the target audience is, knowing that there are going to be multiple levels of targets that we're going to want to be able to communicate to both parents and staff and students, of course, community members, but then really diving into maybe community members that no longer have students in the system. What does it look like for them to be communicated to from the district, knowing that they don't necessarily consume the same type of information that our parents are consuming or in the way that they consume it? So identifying really at that micro level who our target audience is, that's going to be really important for us. And talking about goals, making sure that there's clear, achievable goals that are outlined, because we know we're going to likely have more than one, but making sure that they're dovetailed and connected to those strategic plans. Because oftentimes, a strategic plan is going to help guide not only the work that we do internally, but it's also going to guide the work of the superintendent and the board. So when your superintendent's um, evaluation is connected to the strategic plan, you're going to want to make sure that there is um, data that you're going to be able to collect from a communications perspective in your communication plan that's going to tie right into it. So let's talk about the different ways that we can connect those channels together. So we know that we've identified the purpose of the plan, the purpose of the communication. Any of my clients know or any of the districts I've worked for will know that the first question I ask is, what problem are we trying to solve? So once we define that problem and we've identified who our target audience is, then we're going to focus on the channels of our communication. So we've started with goal setting. Now we're talking about channels of communication. And of course, there's a ton of different ways that we communicate with people. But what we do know now is that digital communication is the fastest way to communicate with our target audience audiences generally. There's lots of different tools that we use. We have newsletters, we have e-newsletters, we use our website, we use social media channels, we use all different kind of messaging to parents, direct messaging so that they can get those text messages as well as phone calls, our student notification systems. There's all different kinds of channels that we're connecting with, but digitally we need to make sure that we're being consistent. We're being consistent with the look and feel. We're being consistent with the type of branding that we've adopted in our communication plan. We're being consistent with the ways in which we communicate and the times of when we communicate. And then also have different variations for what we need to do when there is a crisis, right? Maybe it's pausing those channels, making sure that we have built-in safety nets to make sure that we're connecting with those folks in the times that they want to connect with. So just identifying those channels, um, trying to figure out where you might have some duplication because maybe you're being charged with reducing some of the budget costs. So you're going to want to look at those channels. Oftentimes, some of the providers that you're using will have plugins at a reduced cost, or they might be included in your package. So look to see where you can identify some cost savings with those channels. And then crafting the message. And we can talk about crafting the message all day long because we know it is an art in and of itself. But making sure that we're being clear, we're being concise, we are using some of those journalistic skills that we we learned when we were in school, right? Thinking about um, the messaging and the pyramid and starting off with the lead first. Parents are not going to read paragraph after paragraph and paragraph of information. So we want to start right from the beginning, right? From the, from the very top, our lead needs 
to be clear and concise. And then we need to tailor the message and flush it out as we go through it, depending on whether or not that's for an internal audience or an external audience. But making sure that it's tight, that we are using some branded language, that we've got some boilerplate language available, and that we're always, always including a call to action. Where do we want them to go for more information? Is there a website link? Is there something we want them to do? Um, making sure that they have a very clear expectation of what's going to happen next. More will come. More will be coming to your email address. We will release more information. We will post updates on social media. Um, making sure that each individual target audience knows what to expect next because they're going to want to connect with us. So we want to make sure we get them to where we want them to go for more information. And then feedback and adjustments. An effective communication plan is always a flexible, is always has to be flexible. We want to gather feedback and make adjustments as we get some of that feedback because maybe the message isn't getting clear to the people we want to want to get it. So we need to make sure that we're spending some time uh, with this communication plan, building it out, but also being flexible. It's a blueprint that we know needs to be able to move. So speaking of building out effective plans, I want to take a moment to talk about K-12 Insight, the School Leader Soundbites podcast sponsor, and the work they do to support K-12 districts in building and executing strong communication. K-12 Insight partners with schools and districts to build stronger relationships with parents, students, and staff. I have been a customer of theirs for about 12 years, and I can tell you that they help you build trust with the foundation of successful communication. They're all about fostering engagement, promoting transparency, and then turning that feedback into actionable results. So if, if you're a district looking for a tool, I highly recommend you check out K-12 Insight. They've got a great um, line of tools that will support you. Throughout this episode, we'll explore some of those tools. I might mention them um, just because I've been a user and I can definitely vouch for how effective they've been as I launched communication plans in three different districts. So stay tuned for upcoming segments where we'll share more about their innovative approach to school communications and stakeholder engagement. And now back to our conversation. So we've talked a little bit about the communication plan and that structure, but let's talk about best practices. Consistency is key. Maintaining a consistent communication schedule is vital. Start a regular schedule for updates and newsletters. Stick to it. That's going to be so important. And I know in school communications, it's so hard when we have our days and our week planned out, but sometimes everything just gets in the way. That's the way our jobs are. It is never the same day. And oftentimes it's not the day we planned it. So just remember that engagement goes beyond disseminating information. Stay engaged in the community. When you are being consistent with it, then people will want to engage with you because they want to be able to participate in surveys, participate in forums, tune into the lives that you're doing if that's a part of your communication plan. They want to be able to give you feedback, so not just comments. Make sure that you give them an opportunity to give feedback in a way that works for them. Sometimes that's multiple ways. Again, if you're using K-12 Insight and you're doing climate surveys, promote those surveys on social media. Embed that in your communication plan. And then make sure that you're also um, tapping into some of the resources that may exist on your website. So maybe there's a chat bot that you've implemented. Make sure that you're using that chat bot so that people can give you feedback in a time and a way that works for them. 
and then crisis communication. That should be a huge part of your communication plan. Being prepared for a crisis is essential. Having that plan in place, making sure you've got everyone's cell phone numbers, uh, everyone's got passwords for all your social media, and that there's quick and transparent communication ready and available during a crisis. We're going to do a whole episode on crisis communication, but just make sure as you are thinking through what your communication plan needs to have, that a big part of it is going to be crisis communication. Then anyone can just come pick up and follow because you may not always be available when there is a crisis. So your team and your superintendent and the rest of the cabinet will need to have access to all of those templated pieces of information that you already have. Make sure they're written and that they're labeled appropriately at the different levels because you're going to want to have a crisis letter for an elementary school or a junior high or a high school. So make sure that those files are labeled appropriately so that you can go ahead and make sure that they get connected. So let's talk about some case studies and some success stories. Let's look at some real life examples of what's happened. So making sure that you have some success stories when you're doing trainings of a campus that's done it well, let's celebrate them. Let's highlight the positive outcomes of the effective communication plan. Perhaps mentioning or doing some tabletop drills about how one campus handled a particular situation. That's going to be really important. Having those case studies available for your team and for the cabinet and for the principals to look through and study is going to really help you as you're going through the training of these folks so that they can see themselves in this scenario and they can practice. And then they might be able to identify some gaps in the plan that need to be filled. So make sure that you're collecting those success stories when it happens on a campus and then have some takeaways. Make sure that those lessons learned are easily available to people in a handout or they're easily available um, on, on your digital platform, maybe your intranet, make sure that you're constantly updating your plan so that new pieces of information and new pieces of content can be created. So once you've identified the problem you're trying to solve, you've identified your target audience, you've identified what methods you're going to use to communicate with these people, document, document, document have templates ready to go, have the plan readily available online for anyone to access and to view, and make sure that you um, have content that is translatable into other languages. So if in your district you need to translate uh, information and messages to parents in Spanish, make sure that translation is already there. Maybe you need to have it translated into French or Vietnamese make sure that that's already there and labeled because you don't want to be going and looking for it when you're in a hurry, especially in a crisis. So as we wrap up, remember that crafting an effective communication plan is a continuous improvement process. It's something that we need to be doing as lifelong learners in the school communication space. We need to be ready to make change. If you found this episode helpful, don't forget to share it with your fellow educators. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, make sure you reach out. We want to connect with you. We want to make sure that we are giving you content as it relates to the work that you're doing because our jobs are changing all the time. Reach out to your community, engage with your community, tap into the resources that you already have, and just remember that everything you do as a school communications professional reflects not only on your district and your brand, but it also makes a difference for what's happening in the classroom. So thank you for joining me today on School Leader Sound Bites. I'm Veronica Sofer. I look forward to connecting with you in the future, and I can't wait until we can get some of that feedback and start designing content that you're going to want to learn from. So until then, happy communicating.